Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show. Uh, Excuse my voice a little bit here today. I'm actually just coming from a big conference, and uh, we had an exercise (laughs) Let's see. We had an exercise in voice amplification. So uh, Chris Ann did a lot of voice amplifying today. And uh, so my my voice is a little bit off today, or yesterday rather. So my voice is a little bit off today, but I have my Florida Gator coffee mug with my coffee inside. And so we are ready to go today. Woohoo! I have a special announcement to make, and I really wanted to hold off on it, but I want to share it with you now because it's it's coming up a lot faster than uh, than I can just imagine. I mean, time is going by so quickly. There is so much going on. It's really, really hard to keep up with what's going on. And uh, so <clears throat> you all remember that JC and I went to the White House. Oh, I forgot to pull up pictures to share with you guys. But we went to the White House, and if you follow me on social media, if you are subscribing to our emails, if you uh, are following us here on YouTube, then you know that it was a huge success. We really, really were encouraged by that meeting. Now, I'm not going to go through that whole meeting again. There's a, a program on YouTube and on our podcast called News from the White House. If you want to know more specifics about that, please go to that show and listen up. But the good news is this. JC and I have been invited back. Yes! We are invited back to the White House. This will happen the first week of November. And this is for another uh, faith, faith leadership conference. But the exciting thing about this, because of the connections that we made in the October meeting, we are going to have specific individual meetings with members of uh, the Trump administration. And when I say the Trump administration, I'm like, don't, you know, don't freak out. I'm not meeting with the Secretary of State or anything like that. But if you'll remember from the last show, Uh, Trump has put faith leaders in every single executive department. And I'm going to have specific meetings with specific members of those faith leaderships from specific uh, departments. And I'm really excited about that. 
they've uh, we're gonna be talking about a specific project look I, I don't want to keep secrets from you but you guys know they're haters out there and I really don't want to have anything about this spoiled this is probably one of the most encouraging things that I've been involved in as far as national politics go and I would really 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 hate to see the Chrisanne Hall haters out there um, sticking their fingers in this and and messing it all up so I hope you realize that I'm not being secretive because I don't want to share I'm being secretive because I'm trying to protect and you have to understand that there is something to protect here and uh, like I said just very very encouraged about what's happening we sent out if you're on our email list you already know all of this we sent out the email first part of this yeah on Sunday the first day of this week and we reminded you that uh, we work by donation only when we go places we have no speaking fees and this obviously we are not getting any money there's not even any opportunity to make money off of this trip this is completely out of our pocket and totally just because we love the Constitution because we love America because we love Liberty and so if you would like to partner with us on this trip just like you did last time maybe you didn't get an opportunity to partner with us on the last Washington DC trip but you want to partner with us now please go to chrisannhall.com k-r-i-s-a-n-n-e-h-a-l-l.com and join us uh, by partnering with us and sending us a small donation uh, whatever you can give us I mean great five dollars we could probably get uh, we can probably one of us get lunch for five bucks so uh, ten bucks you can buy the both of us lunch but we're really really excited about that it's gonna be three days and two nights and airfare just to give you a little idea of what kind of things we we have for costs plus we have to uh, get transportation to and from the White House and uh, from the hotel and from the airport and that sort of thing so just to keep in mind if you're not able to partner with us please pray for us you know me I am probably one of the most cynical people that you will find in a political podcast I am liberty over security principle over party and truth over personality and I've been this way for six years by the way six years remind me somebody somebody on the YouTube feed remind me that I need to tell you about six years when I'm done with this okay <laughs> so um, six years we've been doing this and six years I have never endorsed a candidate I, I don't endorse candidates because I'm simply just not really into all of this stuff that's going on right I don't want to stick my name and my hope behind somebody only to have it dashed and so um, I I'm not taking this very lightly the fact that I find this all very encouraging and I'm not taking this responsibility lightly either so I want to thank you right away for all the support and help that you've given us over these last six years okay everybody six years right six years six years has it been six years six years we've been doing the Chris Ann Hall daily journal Chris six years I started off Saturdays only with Genesis Communications Network out of Minnesota we're on terrestrial stations still on Genesis Communications Network all across America we launched out into a a weekly show 
uh, on a terrestrial station in Tallahassee about a year later. Well, lo and behold, the leadership of the station in Tallahassee could not handle the political heat because of the way I speak truth. And anybody who's involved in media and anybody who knows what's, uh, how that works, I'll just tell you that after a year on the air, we had great listenership. We had a growing show. We were the 6 a.m. show, which, by the way, was just insane because, remember, at that time, we are traveling all over America, 260 meetings in over 22 states every single year. Sometimes I'm on the West Coast, which means I'm doing the radio show at 3 a.m. in the morning after just finishing, after just finishing, you know, uh, teaching at maybe 11 o'clock or so that night and then having to get up the next day and start all over again. So we did that for about a year and then I got the velvet hammer. That's what they call it anyway, the velvet hammer. Well, you know, Christiane, we think that we need to uh, switch your time slot, which they knew I could not do. They knew I could not switch my time slot. And that was their way of pushing me out because they could not handle the political heat of somebody on the air in the Florida State Capitol calling out the politicians for their misconduct. Even though I'm mostly federal, right? I do get local, but it was a party thing. They were getting massive heat from party platforms because I was not going to be holding back just simply because I was in the state capitol. And so from there, we just said, you know what? We're already doing this daily. Let's just keep doing it, right? Let's just keep doing it. So we have, I just, I'm just really excited. JC wanted me to mention this yesterday. I totally flaked and forgot. But this today is show 990. Are you ready? 990. Show number, episode number 990. We are coming up on a, a milestone, show number 1,000. And I think that's really sort of a generous estimate. I think we probably already have 1,000, but we uh, lost some of our old episodes and we lost count. So we just went back and we made the best count that we could have. Plus, this gives me the opportunity to actually celebrate episode 1,000 with you. And I'm really, really excited about that. I had no idea. 990, episode 990. So welcome to episode 990 of the Chris Ann Hall Show. For episode 990, we're going to be talking about um, Nancy Pelosi's most recent claim that the House of Representatives, that she specifically, I should say the House of Representatives, but I know that's not what Nancy Pelosi meant. Nancy Pelosi suggested, and that's what the headline at Newsweek says, Nancy Pelosi suggested that she, right? Let's find this for you. Nancy Pelosi suggested that she has the um, uh, equal power with the president in foreign affairs. You guys are going to have to give me a little mercy here on YouTube because JC's not with me today, but... Nancy Pelosi, as according to Newsweek, suggested she has equal power to the president in meeting with European leaders. So we're going to be talking about that today. You can probably know, note the steam coming out of my ears at this point. 
the steam coming out of Chris Ann Hall's ears because Nancy Pelosi claims that she has equal power with the president in foreign affairs. See, this is what happens with decades, 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 decades of errant teaching in the Constitution, errant understanding of separation of powers, errant teaching about the role of the president and the role of, the, of, of Congress. By the way, this is also what happens when for decades Congress has abdicated its delegated authority to the President of the United States claiming constitutionality when in reality it's not. So we'll be right back after the break. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Make sure that you go ahead and you sign up for uh, libertyfirstuniversity.com. We want you to be able to be a part of what we're what we're we're teaching here. You need to make sure that you are absolutely training every single day. Liberty First University, your everyday training on the Constitution, education worthy of the highest institutions of learning, but you know what? They're not teaching it, so we will. The Constitution as if the founders themselves were teaching it, but guess what? We don't give degrees. We do something better than the institutions of higher learning. We actually give you an education, and I'm excited about that as well. So we're going to be talking about Nancy Pelosi's suggestion that she has equal power to the president. I'm going to give you some of her quotes, and then we're going to hear from the founders themselves. But first thing I want to do is I want to share with you a poem from my book, Sovereign Duty, sort of building up to our 1,000th episode. And so I want to, it's just, it's a great poem. Let me, let me read it to you. This is on page number nine of Sovereign Duty, this poem was written by um, a longtime uh, Liberty First follower, friend, and she says, it, the poem is called Liberty's Whisper. It started as a whisper, like a soft and subtle breeze, a rustling of some branches, the fluttering of some leaves. Many barely noticed, swiftly went on about their day, tending to their business, hustling on their way. And when the remnant heard the distant words, they felt the warm wind blow. They paused and stopped and looked around, for far too few would know. The message, piercing and bittersweet, lingered heavy in the air. But the whisper only calls on those who really care to hear. The whisper was a warning, pleading with all of man. Liberty is your gift from God, and tyranny is, ha is at hand. 
The whisper traveled like a rushing wind, growing stronger every day, until many had heard the whisper and what it had to say. It called on man to take a stand, wherever be their fate. The kingdom come, thy will be done. We will not live as slaves. The subtle breeze, the warm wind blow, the rushing new day wind. It's a force that stays the course if we but trust in him. Liberty can't end here. It can't end now, though the final hour is near. We have the chance, the circumstance to make our voices clear. We reject a revolution. We don't want violent change. We only want our constitution, though we will not bow in chains. I'm just sorry. Get It's such a passionate poem for me because it's written by somebody in actual um, because of what we do. And she says, one morning after listening to your radio show, I was praying for you and your family in this ministry. The Holy Spirit filled me with this image and sensations that illustrates what I see in your mission and how our country is responding to it. I call it Liberty's Whisper because it's not meant for everyone to hear, at least not in the beginning. And also how rapidly a whisper can spread. But it also had the endearing purpose. In my family, we also we often teased our vertically challenged members saying they weren't much more than a whisper. As I've watched you grow in this ministry, you've gone from a whisper to a rushing wind. And the Liberty Movement is growing stronger every day because of it. Thank you for all that you do. Well, I want to thank all of you. We are going into year number 11, episode 990 of the Chris Ann Hall Show. I could not do this without you. And yes, we started as a whisper, barely even that. Now, I truly believe that Liberty First is a rushing raging wind. So many things are happening. So many doors are opening. So many avenues for this message coming. And it's because you have supported us for 11 years. Thank you so much. Please don't stop. Don't lay back. It's not uh, all at ease now because Trump is president. Join with us. Share this message. Speak truth because liberty will win. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry around. You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Wow, my voice. <laughs> I have to apologize, guys. My voice is just crazy. I'm going to make sure that I get my full dose of, of tea and honey today. So tomorrow we'll be back on all together. Um, just to answer your question, uh, Jamie, do you plan on doing an audio version of your book, Love to Hear You Teach? You know, that really is something that has been on our radar for some time on our list to do things. 
And so I, I do want to tell you that it is something that I want to do. I specifically want to do our children's book. Oops, sorry, I forgot to. <laughs> I specifically want to do our, our children's book, um, our young adult book, Essential Stories for Junior Patriots in audio form too. Uh, I would love to, to maybe do that in, in video as well. But I want to... Um, I want to get on this story with Nancy Pelosi now because we have a lot of work to do with this misrepresentation of who we are and what kind of government that we have. And I'm trying to get my computer to work here for me. There we go. So I can pull up these founder quotes that I need. So Nancy Pelosi speaks to the... Um, Nancy Pelosi speaks to the European nation and tells them, we have, I have equal power with the President of the United States when it comes to speaking to European uh, leaders. And she uses this, this quote about, you know, co-equal powers. This is her assertion. We have co-equal powers. And she says that... Um, pull this up here oh that's not what I wanted to do see you guys this is why I totally need JC <laughs> all right so um, she claims we are not we are parliamentarian she says but we are not a parliament meaning we are not limited by president uh, by uh, by just simply being the legislative branch she says uh, we are not uh, we are not a parliamentary government even though we are parliamentarians we have article 1 the legislative branch the first branch of government co-equal to other branches and we have asserted ourselves in that way well let me just say to you something very important okay because Nancy Pelosi and I would say the most of America have this whole co-equal thing wrong. And I'll just, and I know that sounds, people like, Christiane, you're so arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm just trying to explain to you how this is supposed to work. What they're really doing is taking a Thomas, Je uh, Thomas Jefferson quote out of context. Thomas Jefferson wrote about co-equal branches of government, but he wasn't referring to co-equal in power. He was referring to co-equal in their authority to guard their own power. Co-equal in their authority to secure the Constitution in a check and balance. And what he was trying to say was, look, the judiciary does not have superior power to check the, the executive or the legislative branches. The legislative branch and the, the executive branch have a co-equal power to check the judiciary. They all three have mechanisms by which they check and balance each other to ensure a proper application of the Constitution. And that's how it's, that's what he meant by co-equal. He didn't mean that they were equally divided in their power. That would be absolutely ludicrous. Once again, Nancy Pelosi is relying on her belief 
that the American people are ignorant about the Constitution. Because frankly, all you have to do is look at Article 1, Article 2, and Article 3 and compare them with each other. And you will see that they are not co-equal in their division of power in any way, shape, or form. The legislative branch is delegated the greatest portion of power. Now, some of you are going to think, well, you just made Nancy Pelosi's argument. No, I did not. Just because they are delegated the largest portion of power doesn't mean they are delegated the same power. Article 2 lists the powers of the president. You have to get to Section 2 of Article 2 before you even see power of the president within power of the president is still intermeddled powers of the legislative branch. Remember, the president only has one authority unilaterally, and that's to issue pardons and reprieves for federal offenses. Everything else the president does, he does with the co-equal authority of the Senate. Actually, I, it's wrong to say co-equal authority because the Senate has a greater authority because co-equal would say, well, if the president wants a treaty and the Senate doesn't, then the president can override the treaty. The president can never override the Senate. If the Senate decides they don't want to seat a judge, the judge doesn't get seated. If the president decides or if the, the Senate decides they don't want a treaty, then the treaty does not happen, period. So in, in that aspect, the Senate has more power and the House has none. Now go to the judicial branch. Article 3, once again, intermeddled authorities of the legislative branch. And the executive branch in the, in the nomination of the judiciary, the judicial branch, is the weakest of all branches. Let me read to you what Alexander Hamilton wrote. The judiciary, on the contrary, has no influence over either the sword or the purse, no direction either of the strength or, or of the wealth of society, and can take no active resolution whatsoever. It may be truly said that they neither have force nor will, but merely judgment, and must ultimately depend on the aid of the executive arm for the efficacy of their judgment. He says it proves incontestably that the judiciary is beyond comparison the weakest of the three departments of power, that it can never attack with success either of the other two. I mean, that singular, those, that, that statement itself, that statement right there, proves that we do not have three co-equal branches of government. You don't have to prove that the, that the legislative and the executive are different if you're asserting that we have three co-equal branches of government, because that right there shows you we do not. Alexander Hamilton, the big government guy, the big government guy says, hey, guess what? The judiciary is the weakest branch of the federal government. The weakest. So you don't have three co-equal branches of government. 
Now, what's crazy is, is they are, they have separations of powers as well. A separation of power is not a new thing. Separation of power was actually created uh, way back in 1215. When the British government created the Royal Council, a committee of 25 men with the authority to come to the king and tell the king, no, you can't do that because that violates the rights of the people and it violates our charter agreement. 1215, the royal council being a representative, you know, it's not the same kind of representation that we have today, but it was the representation of the people in the king's court with the authority to deny executive power. Now, it didn't work out the way it was supposed to, mostly because guess what? The executive power was not a president, they were a king, and the king was like, whatever, I'll just dismiss parliament as Charles I did in 1628, and in, or just off with their head like other, other kings did. But nonetheless, since 1215, those who would design our constitutional republic knew that separation of powers was essential. They listened to a political philosopher by the name of Montesquieu, who said that liberty cannot survive without separation of powers. And that wasn't just a separation of powers between the judiciary and the legislative. That's a separation of powers between the legislative and the executive, and the executive and the judiciary, and the judiciary and the legislative, and all three ways around. Jeff or James Madison wrote, there can be no liberty if the power of judging be not separated from the legislative and executive powers. He says, there can be no liberty if there be no separation of powers between the legislative and the executive. They are three separate and distinct branches and separation of powers says that they cannot share power, they cannot steal power. By the way, that's the whole purpose of having co-equal check and balance authority so they can prevent each other from sharing power and consolidating themselves into a, an oligarchy ruling over the people or they can they can protect and guard their own power from another branch trying to steal it the problem is is we've been we've been totally duped by this whole co-equal branch thing for so long that we don't understand that co-equal doesn't mean sharing of power seriously if they made a list what exactly is the point of making a list and saying, hey, this is legislative, Article 1, this is executive, Article 2, and this is judiciary, Article 3? Can we just put on our logic and critical thinking caps for just one second and say, why did they go through the trouble to break down the power between the branches, specifically delegate this here, specifically delegate that there, specifically limit this here, if they meant for all the power to be co-equally used by any branch of government anytime they wanted. Listen to what Alexander Hamilton says. An affirmative grant of special powers would be absurd as well if useless if a general authority was intended. Think about that during the break. I'm only a stranger here. I'm alone. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, Kate. Sorry. <laughs> K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are always liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Nancy Pelosi asserting that they have co-equal power to uh, the president is a denial of separation of power and from our founders perspective the destruction of liberty nancy pelosi claims that because they have power of the purse right that they are an authority in foreign affairs now our founders specifically knew that they were delegating to the to the House of Representatives the power of the purse. So if they believe that power of the purse was the equivalent of foreign negotiations, then why would they delegate the power of foreign negotiations specifically to the president if they meant for that to be shared? Let's be very clear. Look at the Constitution. Whenever power is shared, it is specifically specifically listed in the Constitution, the Senate and the President treaties. The Senate and the President with um, uh, appointments. The House and the Senate with creating laws. The House creating the budget, the Senate may concur. If they're not specifically listed, then guess what? It's not a lawful authority. And Nancy Pelosi is not ignorant of the Constitution. She is not. I do not believe you can spend 40 years in Congress, or however many decades she's been there, and be ignorant of the Constitution. But she believes we are. And I would say she knows the majority of people who elect her are. And she's taking advantage of that ignorance. She said, is this a, re uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jerry Connolly, who was part of her quote unquote delegation on this trip says, is this a reassurance tour? He says, and as the, uh, he says, I think it's a reminder tour that the United States government is not just one branch. He says, and as the speaker said, article one, the first article in the constitution of the United States deals with the powers of the legislative branch not the executive branch, and those powers include war, peace, and even direction of the armed forces. <gasps> How crazy is that? I have been telling you for years now that these people are not ignorant of the Constitution. They know the Constitution. They know that the president is not the commander-in-chief of the military without a declaration of war. They know that the War Powers Act is completely unconstitutional. Yet they go along with it quite willingly 
and quite forcefully when it fits their needs. But when it fits, doesn't fit their need, they want to jump back on the Constitution. I'm going to tell you something, Connolly, Pelosi, and all of you political prostitutes out there, you can't have it both ways. Stinking reprobates, I tell you what, this is absolutely crazy. Pelosi adds, and the power of the purse is the House representative's power. Right, okay, great. So you pay for the treaties, but you still don't get involved in negotiations. That's the president's authority, not yours. Just because you're involved in this doesn't mean that you are, that is your shared authority. Now I want to share this before we go off the air. In Brussels, the European Union uh, Union's unofficial capital, Pelosi tried to do damage control, according to um, Newsweek, uh, for transatlantic relations. A European colleague asked Pelosi why the House did not adopt a resolution supporting NATO sooner. She said, because we just got the majority and then we can control, we can manage what goes on the floor. I, I don't know what to tell you. Nancy Pelosi thinks she's a queen of America. This is not how Congress is supposed to work. And I'm going to point my finger at the Republicans because you've operated this way as well. You had your Speaker of the House as the king of the floor. It's time for us to get back constitutional. It's time for us to learn how this is supposed to work. Go to libertyfirstuniversity.com. Get your education now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.